everyone, I'm Hannah Lloyd. And I'm Charlotte Gilfillan. Welcome to our podcast, Women in Wellies. Each episode, we will be inviting a guest to share their stories, experiences and lessons of working and living in rural Scotland. We want to get to know the real women behind the wellies and share them with you, our listeners. Welcome to episode 24 of the Women in Wellies podcast. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Now, if you listened to our anniversary episode, you will know that this year we are going to feature some of the next generation of rural women in Scotland. And today is our very first. So welcome, Hannah Munro. Hello. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? So I grew up on a farm in the Highlands of Scotland. I attended Forestry College in Inverness for nearly four years, um, but always knew that I kind of wanted just to like get out and work. Uh, this is when I found Balkaski Estate, and I'm now their rural estate student. I have been for about a year now, and I've got about maybe five or six months left on this placement. Um, I've joined a newly formed forestry team and help increase the quality of the woodlands on the estate. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I love forestry. What was that like for you growing up on the farm? Uh, so it's just my dad is a farm worker on a farm um, near a little village called Port Mahomet. I was always helping out on the farm, kind of like whenever I could. And I remember like kind of sitting on dad's knee, steering the tractor and he was plowing type thing. And then, like, grew up to actually be the one plowing. Uh, so, yeah, I've always loved kind of outside, hands-on, practical work. You sound like you really enjoyed the farming side of things, and I'm just wondering what the catalyst was for you to then move into forestry. So I kind of wanted to do something, like, a bit different to what my dad did. Um, so I went to, like, one of the university open evenings, and, like, the person, like, greeting you was, like, right, what do you want to do? And I was, like, outside, practical, hands-on. And they also directed me up to, like, the Forestry Commission and, like, the Scottish School of Forestry. Got chatting to them and then found that the Scottish School of Forestry was kind of the best bet to go for because I could start, at like, a level four rural skills. And then, obviously, I've worked my way up to... HNC now um, and yeah so I started there in 2019 and obviously I'm still there finishing off hopefully May time this year. No well, that's brilliant I've heard lots of good things about the Scottish School of Forestry has that been your experience as well? Yeah so it's kind of it's been a bit difficult being a distant learner and um, I think there's been a few hurdles that they've had to overcome as well and just because I've been on like a full-time course whilst doing a full-time job. So it's been, it's been a lot. And I like all the submission dates as well. So I have all the same submission dates as everyone else on the course whilst working a full-time job. And it, it's been a lot. And there's some times where I'm thinking I'm never going to actually get this submitted. But you just kind of have to knuckle down and get the work done. Yeah. Is it is it normal to be on placement while you're finishing the course or do normally people finish the course first and then go into a job? Uh, so I think for my course that I'm in, um, it's not normal to have a placement, but I knew that I kind of had to just get out of college and just work because, well, that's all I kind of ever knew. 
was just working. Um, so no, from a HNC and D in forestry, you do like a mid-year placement. But for the course in arboriculture, there isn't usually one. But obviously, I've kind of just been like, yeah, I'm going on placement. So they've kind of had to obviously, there's been hurdles to overcome. And how did you get the job at Belkaski? So I got it. Uh, there is like a careers event type thing at happening at college, which I couldn't um, attend. So I asked my friend just to send me like the list of email addresses um, that like of the people who are speaking. So I seen Balkaski Estate on the wee slip and I was like, oh, I'll just send my CV asking about a job and just kind of see what happens. Wasn't really expecting much. I got an email back being like yeah this is actually very timely we're about to put out a job that I think would actually suit you so within about like it was in like all happened within about a week and I was on the phone to the estate manager we had chats and then obviously like I applied I got I came down for like a practical interview and then after my interview I think I waited about two to three weeks and then I got the email to say yeah we'd like to offer you the job. I love the fact that you took the initiative to go and get that information, even though you couldn't be at the careers event, and to then send your CV round. If that had landed on my desk as an employer, I would have been really impressed. And clearly, you made a great impression on Belkaski. How did it feel going down for the interview? Um, A bit nerve-wracking, because the thing was, I didn't look up the estate before... I sent my CV, which I maybe should have done, but it's all been a bit of an adventure because I was like, oh, I'll just apply. And then I was like, oh, this is actually down on Fife. And it's not, it's not too far away from Inverness, but first time moving away, it's scary. But I was like, look, I just have to do this because you all have to kind of do it at some point. I was like, well, might as well just do it now and get it over and done with. And honestly, it's been the best decision I've ever made. Just from the way you're talking about it and you're describing things, it's clear how passionate and enthusiastic you are about the job and about forestry. Um, what sort of things are you doing on a daily basis as part of your role? Um, so, well, at the minute we're busy planting. So we've done beating up and then obviously we're planting a new woodland that I've designed. Um, obviously with storms, we're obviously clearing up storm damage. Um, we obviously maintain the woodlands that are already on the estate. Um, during like busier periods, I'm helping out the gardener, just like mowing grass type thing, because that's something you can just send me off doing, and I know what I know what to do. Um, during lambing last year, I was helping out on the farm. Um, I've helped at the butchery like the estate butchery um, on like market weekends. I honestly just do like bits of everything, but I absolutely love it. This reminds me so much of our conversation with Mary Bowman. And Mary at the beginning of her career talked about kind of emailing all these estates to try and get a job and, you know, reaching out to all these people. And now Mary's like, now they're like clients and all this. But like, it reminds me so much of that determination that we've seen in other guests, like later on who are further down their career. But Hannah, I'm just really, really impressed. Like the fact that you're willing to just get stuck in, you know, your job is in the forestry team, but you're just like, oh, I'm just going to get stuck into this. I'm just going to get stuck into that. And it really shows how kind of um, inspired you are by kind of the practical and outdoors and how much you just want to like 
learn and get stuck in would you say that's that's kind of fair oh 100 percent. like i was helping the guys put up a deer fence i'm like i've never done that but i was like look i'll i'll give you a hand because it was going around like the woodland i've created i was like i'm not letting you just deer fence my plantation like i'll like let me get stuck in i'm like yeah there was it's a deer fence it's very tall and i'm very short and I was jumping up to try and clip the top wire in. But like, you know, I was like, I'm not letting anything defeat me. Um, yeah, I honestly just get stuck in. If there's an opportunity, then I'll just take it and try something new. I also absolutely love that they've given you ownership of designing a plantation. And you're like, you know, you're, it's like my plantation. It's yours. You, you've got that kind of longevity and that, that legacy already, like create being created so early in your career is the kind of like legacy stuff part of what makes forestry interesting for you uh yeah I definitely think so because like I can obviously look back in well 15 20 years when my plantation's coming up to its first thinning and like you know I designed this like that's always going to be there now and it's because of me and like if it you know if trees don't grow or I've picked the wrong species it's it's a learning curve um, but it's kind of an exciting one as well because I'm, well, I'm taking, like, I've made, like, a whole portfolio of this woodland that I can obviously then take, like, to other employers and it's just, it backs me up a wee bit as well. Yeah. I think, was it, I think in our conversation with Caitlin Charlotte, we talked a bit about this as well, didn't she, that she said one of the challenges that you face in forestry is that it does take, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years for you to really know if something worked so you're learning from the foresters the foresters from before um and kind of trying to like build on it but it takes a while for kind of iterations to come through so it's good to keep that portfolio so that you can kind of say this is what I did at the beginning of my career and then when you're you know 40 50 years down the line you'll be able to say this is what I've done at this point in my career which is so cool so yeah really good now, Hannah, when I first learned who you were and what you were doing, it was actually through an interview that you did with the Forestry Journal, which was last year, and it was part of their new feature, Women in Forestry, which I think is absolutely brilliant and, quite frankly, well overdue, given the numbers of women that now work in the sector. And in the interview, you talked a bit about it still being a male-dominated industry, but what was it like when you started at the School of Forestry? Um, so for my first year in the rural skills, I was the only girl. And then in the statistics and forestry, in my class, there's one other girl. Um, obviously, when you get to more of like the HN, B and C levels, there tend to be like a few more girls coming in. Um, but yeah, so it's been about, it's probably been about three girls um, in the more practical classes I've done. So obviously when I first walked into the classroom and it was kind of almost like around a big meeting table and there's literally just, it was all guys. I was like, oh, okay. But I knew that I just had to, like, I was fully capable of doing everything they could do. So I knew that I, it was all about, like, proving myself almost. And I think we definitely got the message that, you know, they're not going to beat me type thing. I will, like, there's a simple task like lifting a log They'd be like, oh, Hannah will get that. I was like, no, no, you will not. I will pick it up. <laughs> and yeah, it, that's kind of how I prove myself. 
But as well as proving yourself to your peers, you also went on to get much wider recognition by winning the Lantra Alba Award last year for Trees and Timber Learner of the Year, which is an absolutely brilliant achievement. How did that feel? I was honestly gobsmacked when I was obviously announced as a winner because I was like, you just kind of, like, I do forest to be so I enjoy it, but then actually start getting recognised for it. And obviously winning that award got me like the Forestry Journal articles and now this. And like, I just sit back and like, you know, 15 year old me walking into that classroom full of guys to now sitting here and like, I've done it. And like getting the recognition for it as well is kind of just like an added bonus. And do you think that's probably your proudest achievement to date? Oh yeah, definitely. Because, like, I was lucky enough that, like, my mum and dad could also be at the award ceremony as well. So it was kind of, it was so nice. And, like, a massive sense of achievement. Yeah. I mean, you have made quite an impression in a very short space of time. And you were saying about the Balkaski placement. I think you've got five or six months to go on that placement. What comes next after that? Uh, so it's right now I'm in the process of contacting places asking if they have any jobs and all that type of stuff so I am kind of hoping to integrate like the forestry and farming a wee bit in my next job and so September last year I went down to the agroforestry show and it was kind of there where I realized like I can actually put my two passions into a job and so there's not many agroforestry farms about that I know of. So it's kind of finding them at the minute that I can contact, put my interest out there and see what comes back from it. One thing that really stands out for me is that you have made a big impression in a really short space of time. And I am so excited to see what comes next for you and also to follow your journey as I think you have so much potential and I genuinely love your enthusiasm and your determination and wherever you do end up I think we'll be very very lucky to have you Hannah. I was just thinking exactly that and that and that what you have already achieved is like you know to win an award most people won't win awards till much much later in their career and it's one of the great things about the Lantra Alba Awards that you do get recognized you know quite early in your in your career but you know the doors it's already open for you and it's amazing for us to be here and having this conversation with you as you well know Charlotte and I are both very passionate about the next generation of women in rural Scotland and I think you're a prime example of why we need more women in the next generation of rural women in Scotland because you're so passionate you're so hard-working you're you know you're not phased by the fact that you walked into a classroom of boys at 15 I would have been running back out that door not least because I went to an all-girls school before that do you know <laughs> get me out of here so you know I'm like I'm sat here like very impressed and inspired by what you've kind of achieved um achieved so far kind of as you've moved into more of a world of work would you say that being a woman in a male dominated industry is a is a challenge to you or something you're just kind of aware of in the background um I think especially now it's just something I'm aware of in the background because like I know that I can prove myself or I'll give anything a damn good go. Like, I think that's the thing, like, obviously, I work in, like, an all-male team, but 
they now know that I will give it a good shot until I'm like, okay, yeah, can I get some help? Which I'm honestly not embarrassed to ask for help either. Like, I know that they will help if I can't do it, but they certainly know that I will give it a good go before I ask. Which is such an admirable skill in in any sector you know whatever you're doing that you'll just give it a good try and then you'll say actually I need some assistance whatever you're you know whatever you're doing whether it's with a kind of technical written part of the job or a physical a physical element I think that's that's incredible to get to where you are now would you say you've faced like other challenges or things that maybe like little hurdles that you've kind of kicked out the way clearly Alan. <laughs> I say kind of the biggest one is obviously the availability for like women's clothing and like forestry, like the PPE side of things. Um, obviously at college, I did just get like the generic size small chainsaw trousers, but they didn't fit. I literally had to, they were held up with a piece of Baylor twine. <laughs> a um, true farmer, a true yeah. farmer. Which <laughs> can be used for absolutely everything Um, so yeah there's stuff like that but I think another one like a challenge I've definitely faced is something like so in high school obviously I've never been much of an academic person so it's actually finding how I took or how how I chose my path type thing because obviously at my academy you're very you were steered into like you know, you stay for the six years, you go to uni for four, you get a degree, and then you get work. But for me, I knew that was not like was not my path at all. So I was trying to find someone who would actually support me in that path and support me in the fact that I didn't want to sit in a classroom. I learned by like being outside and actually doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and obviously, I mean, I think um, on earlier episodes, we've talked about people having somebody who's kind of steered them in the right direction or opened a door or given them the opportunity to do something. So would you say that was somebody within the kind of the school for you? Or was it when you found the Scottish School of Forestry and that kind of contact that kind of just gave gave you that little steer? Somebody you probably look back in 10 years and think, oh, I really want to say thanks to them for nudging me in the right direction. Yeah, I'd definitely say the Scottish School of Forestry played a big part in it because they, they were like, yeah, you can like start from rural skills or they're like, you have the qualifications where you could join like a higher level course. But I think I chose to start from like the very bottom because then I would earn the respect because I think I knew that I was kind of going into like obviously a male-dominated industry and obviously just earning the respect is obviously, it's paid off as well. Oh, man. I think it is, though, having those people who will open the door to an opportunity that is a massive part of getting the next gen like you, Hannah, into into the rural sector. And for them to say, you know, not to make a judgment of a girl walking up to their stand and think, oh, no, she's not going to be the right person for this course. Or, you know, they've just straight away come like open arms and said, come on, come on, bo- come on board, start at the beginning, you know earn 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 your stripes as such and um and you've obviously you've obviously earned them well so I think it's I think it's brilliant so Hannah one question that we ask all our guests at the end of every episode is what advice would you give to the next generation of rural women in Scotland now given that you are the next generation it could be a piece of advice that somebody's given you or given everything that you've achieved to date which has been amazing it could be a piece of advice that you want to pass on to those coming behind you so what would yours be 
I would definitely say for people coming like behind me is to just go for it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it until you've had a go. Um, and just don't give up if it's something you're passionate about. Because, well, you know, I didn't... Obviously, when I first started, I didn't really know much about forestry. But now I'm passionate for it. And, yeah, um, as well, like, especially for this estate that I'm on now, it's like, they don't care what gender you are. As long as you can get the job done, that's all that matters. Um, so I definitely say just go for it. Don't let anyone stop you if it's something you're passionate about. That is some great advice, Hannah, especially as you are already leading by example so early in your career. And I cannot wait to see what comes next for you. I just I can't wait to see Hannah where where who what estate is lucky enough to get you next um after after your placement ends at, at Balkaski and um and I definitely think that you've got bright a bright future ahead and I just know that this is it's fantastic to be having this conversation with you now and if Women and Wellies is still going in twenty years maybe we can have you back <laughs> having a little career update and you can tell us tell us where you've got to <laughs> I've been so lucky in finding this estate because they've all been like so welcoming and just like if you have an eagerness to learn they will teach you like no matter if it's like forestry garden you know wildlife up at the farm like they will take the time to teach you and I'm just so grateful to like everything I've learned from like everyone on the whole estate that's fantastic and great to hear that the estate's been been so welcoming and, and played such a key part in shaping your your future Thank you so much for joining us today, Hannah, and sharing your stories, experiences and lessons. Thank you for having me. It's been a a pleasure. If you want to connect with Hannah on social media, you will find all her details in the show notes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram at Women and Wellies Podcast to stay up to date with all the latest news. And you can email us with any questions on womeninwelliespodcast at gmail.com and we'd love it if you could leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time.